Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. W2 Prison Break Nation. That's what I'm calling you guys now. W2 Prison Break Nation. I hope you like the sound of that, but that's what I'm calling you guys. I've been looking for a name for a while and now I have one. Today's topic is going to be how to find your first real estate deal. Now, this is whether you are a brand new real estate investor or you're looking for uh, personal residence for you and your family. There's a lot of anxiety out there at the time of this recording with interest rates being high and prices being high, a lot of uncertainty in the economy. And I'm just going to give you one strategy to use to find that dream home. Your dream home does not necessarily need to live on the MLS and you going out and hiring a real estate broker or looking on Zillow to find your dream house, okay? There's ways to find off-market deals. Just because a house is not on the MLS, is not on Zillow, is not on realtor.com, does not mean that there aren't sellers out there who want to sell their house. Trust me, I come from a real estate background. I found plenty of off-market deals and there's plenty of motivated sellers out there who are not listing their houses right now for a variety of reasons. So again, here's the tip that I'm gonna give you. I want you to focus on one strategy. This is really important to focus on one strategy at a time and get really good at this particular lead source. Again, now I'm speaking to the investors, but this is gonna work if you are looking for your personal residence as well. Stick with this, be consistent, People are not willing to do this. If you want to find your dream home, I want you to think about this for a second. This is likely the most important decision that you and your family will ever make if you're looking for your primary residence, right? It's your biggest spend. It's one of your biggest emotional decisions because you're, you're raising your family there. So this is worth doing it the right way, like researching it properly and making sure that you are doing everything that you can to make the best financial decision for you and your family. So the strategy that I'm about to give you is absolutely worth the time and the effort, and it's not going to cost you a ton of money. And here's a strategy. And this again works if you are buying a house, personal residence, or you're a brand new real estate, real estate investor, go buy a bunch of yellow legal pads. Okay. Get a couple of pens, blue or black ink works totally fine. And then the second thing, so that's step number one. So step number two is you're going to need to pull a list. I want you to look at all the houses, define the area where you want to live, the criteria that you have for those houses, bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, school district, whatever it is. Define those areas. Maybe it's multiple cities and pull a list. Now, all of this stuff is public information, so you can pull tax records. It's going to take a little bit longer to do, but you can absolutely get this information for free from the tax records, right? You can just go into the county usually and they'll give you the information, names and addresses, right? You can just pull the records. A lot of times you can just pull it online. You don't even have to go in. The other way to do it, which is a little bit easier because this data gets pulled from the same places, is using public record sites, like a, a place like PropStream. And if you don't own PropStream, I used it for years in my real estate business. You can pull a variety of different lists based on the criteria I just said. So you can just pull it, put in a city, put in your criteria, and then it'll pull a list. It'll give you the addresses of that of the house. So this is a paid service, but they do have a seven-day free trial. I'll drop a link in my uh, profile to use that, but you can check that out in the seven-day free trial and pull all the homes and then do your thing with this yellow legal pad strategy that I'm about to give you. So you get the list, 
You got the yellow legal pad. You know what homes you're going after. I want you to give this a six-month go. All right, now I'm just going to use basic math here because I don't know how many houses that you're going to come up with, but let's just say the number's 1,000. I want you to mail every single month to that list. You're going to send out 1,000 letters per month for six months, right? Stamps cost about 66 cents right now, so your budget's going to be about $4,000, right? Not bad for getting your first deal or getting your dream home and getting a super deal on it. Again, we're looking for off-market deals, and then I'm going to get into why we're looking for that here in just a second. But on the note, you would just simply say, okay, you would handwrite it. Do not type these things. You handwrite these letters, and you just say, hey, I'm Brian. Me and my family are looking to buy a house in your area. If you've thought about selling now or in the future, give me a call. Leave your cell phone number. Sign it. Fold it up, put it in an invitation-style envelope, and mail it out. Again, you're going to do that every month. You will absolutely get return calls, okay? The hit, the response rate on mailing is low. It's usually around 2 to 5%, like 5% being high, but you're going to get responses, especially if you do it consistently. This is key. You have to do it every single month. Now, for your primary residence, this is a really good strategy. And if you get somebody on the phone, you, this is an off-market deal. Like, you don't have to get real estate brokers involved. And if you're buying a $400,000 house and these brokers want a 5 6% right now, you're saving the seller a lot of money. That can just be taken out of the deal. You don't need them to be involved in the transaction. You could simply hire an attorney to do everything for the both of you. And who knows, maybe this is a seller that, has a super awesome low interest rate, or they don't own the house with any debt, they're free and clear, you could possibly do something on seller financing since, since rates are so high. So think about that as you're going through this process. There's a lot of good deals out there. There are deals to be had. Don't shy away from having to do a little bit of work. That is totally okay. That You can force value on a property when you buy something on a good deal, fix it up, live in it for a while. It could be it's your primary residence potentially, or if it's a real estate investment deal, same rule applies. You can add value to the house. Don't shy away from that. You don't have to be handy either. I'm not handy. And you can definitely add value to these homes. So continue with that consistently. If you have a business, if you're looking, for, if you're a real estate professional, or if you have a business, you can have your kids do this. You can hire your kids. I have disclaimer, I'm not giving tax advice, but there's big tax benefits for hiring your kids to do this type of work. Okay. I'm about to launch a campaign where I told my son that I would pay him. I would pay him to send out these letters to apartment building owners. Again, I'm pulling the list from a place like PropStream. I'm writing a very similar letter. I'll have him say, hey, my dad wants to buy your apartment building, right? And, and leave the name and the number. And I know I'll get responses. And I told him, I said, hey, look, if I buy an apartment building and it came from one of your letters, like I'll pay you $1,000. And his eyes lit up and he's really, are you kidding me? I said, no, I'm not kidding you. So th that's a way to offload the work. And your kids are looking for money. They're looking for stuff to do. And they're always asking you for cash. So this is a good way to do it, right? It doesn't take a lot of time. We're talking about three or four sentences, right? You just give them the list, you give them the pad, you can do it all, all yourself. Now you may not have a thousand per month. I'm just using this as, as an example. So all in with the envelopes and, and the stamps, you do this for six months. I don't know. It might cost you five, $6,000, right? Is that worth it to get your first deal if you're an investor or to buy your dream home, right? That you get a super deal on 
and potentially buy it on some type of creative financing strategy. Okay, so that is the one strategy that I would want you to focus on to find your first off-market deal, whether it's for your primary residence or whether it is going to be for investing. The reason we stick with one strategy is we want to get really good at that strategy and then find a way to automate it. And then you can look for other ways to find leads, especially if we're talking about you have a real estate business and you're looking to buy a bunch of deals. People are not willing to do what I'm talking about. They're not willing to do it. Now you can go out and find companies that will mail all this stuff for you. It's going to cost you a little bit more money, but I really like this strategy because it's a lot more personalized. And again, if you have, if you have kids, you can have them do it as well. And just think about it like from a practicality standpoint, like you, if you're doing this yourself, you could probably knock out like 10 a day, no problem if you just make it a habit, right? It's not going to take you that long. And then sooner, and then soon enough, you'd be knocking that list off, no problem. Okay. So when you get these sellers on the phone, like if someone were to call you back, I'm just going to give you a couple of quick tips here. When they get you on the phone, when they call you and you answer, right? Obviously, you're sending out a lot of letters. You're just going to want to be like, yeah, I sent you a letter. I sent out a lot of them what's your address? And then, so you have the information and then you just have a conversation with the seller. Just, just like you were talking to them. If you were having a cup of coffee with them, you don't have to get to numbers straight from the get-go. You just really want to find out like what their situation is, right? When I talk to sellers, I always want to understand what they're trying to get done. Like, why are you selling your house? Where do you need to go? When do you need to be there by? Make it as conversational as possible, okay? Versus it becoming a pricing conversation right off the bat. That's not what you want. You want to build a little bit of rapport with the seller, get to know them, try to understand what their situation is, make sure that your the house is a good fit for you. Because again, you haven't seen all these houses. You're just, they're just meeting your criteria. So schedule a time to go look at the property. You know, just, you don't have to, I wouldn't even talk about numbers on call number one. You're like, hey, look, are you interested in selling? I'm interested in buying. What are you trying to get done? Where are you going? You want to understand all that stuff so that you can approach it from a, I'm trying to help you solve a problem type of a situation. I'm trying to get you to where you need to go. And the house is blocking them, right? Maybe the house needs a little bit of work or they tried to sell it on the MLS and it didn't work. I mean, I run across these scenarios all the time in my real estate business and people have all types of reasons why they can't sell their house or why they're not selling their house. So uncover that a little bit. And that just simply comes from having a conversation and asking questions and listening and just, you know, being intentional about listening to them. Super important tip there. All right, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I hope that's a useful tip for you. Go out and use this strategy. Go find your first deal or go find a dream home for your family. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next show.